Generation Star Wars is speaking up and sharing its story. I'm Andrew Leyland. I'm David Michelini. I'm Tom Panneries. I'm Steve Glosson. I'm Matt Hunsworth. I'm Scott Gardner. I'm Ryan Shaw. I'm Paul Herman. I'm Jimmy Mack. I'm Ryder Waldron. I'm Justin Bulger. I'm Joseph Tavano. I'm John Jackson Miller. I'm Consetta Parker. I'm Steve Sansweet. And this. And this. And this. Is my Star Wars story. Is my Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story. My Star Wars story monthly at mystarwarsstory.com and available in the iTunes store. And now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast. seeing years ago those futuristic drawings saying what the future is going to be. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. Gleaming buildings, fast monorails. This is the future. That was all started by a man. Twice the size of Manhattan. We want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Walt Disney World. Better than any other urban environment in America. Two True Freaks proudly presents. We hope that it will be unlike anything else on this earth. Golf courses, campgrounds, stores, hotels. Earning my ears. A once in a lifetime opportunity for everyone who participates. We're ready to go right now. We'll be right back. It's prepaid commercial messages. Do you enjoy wearing the color white? Do you have terrible aim? Are you okay with the feeling of your head being trapped in a small confined space? For long periods of time. If so, a job as an Imperial Stormtrooper is perfect for you. Travel the galaxy as you serve on the most powerful weapon ever created. The all-new Death Star. So come on down to your local Galactic Empire recruiter. Or call us up at 1-800-BAD-SHOT. That number again, 1-800-BAD-SHOT. Remember, you're either with us or against us. This app was made for by the Galactic Empire. Owns a strongly personal plot. And now, here's a single that's hotter than Princess Leia in her metal bikini. Attention! This message is from the Rebel Alliance. The Empire is not what you think it is. The Emperor has fooled you into thinking the Empire is good.
episode proper. Episode proper? Really? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? And among everything else we got, but I just thought we'd kind of talk about what we've been doing, what we are doing. I think we need to cut the audio we need, in. We need a proper opening, though. Yeah, we do need a proper opening. You're the, me. You're Mr. Radio. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another edition of Earning My Ears. <laughs> My name is Scott Rifen, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Scott Gardner. Where? Where? <laughs> Hello. We have a special guest with us for this yes, episode. Yes, we do. We are very privileged to, to have him join us. We have Mr. Matt Hunsworth from Star Wars In Character. And special. associated other Neozaz <laughs> podcasts. Special and privileged are two adjectives are rarely associated with my name. So thank you for that intro. Don't let it go to you. And <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're here because obviously we're so tired at this point that we needed a third person to help us up. So. Yeah, so right. here you go yeah. and we're going to go ride some rides. So, yeah. I do that Wars. as if they can see me do it. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars weekends. This is oh, the man. third of the five they're doing this year. Um, thoughts so far? I'm having a blast. Yeah. I'm exhausted, but I'm having a blast. We're, yeah. we're roughly, what, about midway through? Oh, a little yeah. more than midway through the <laughs> yeah, day. More, more than midway through the, the day. the earliest I've ever been to any park in my life, <laughs> thanks to you two fellas. <laughs> You're welcome. We got here, I got here at seven, like seven sharp. Uh, you got here a few minutes after that. And but I got up at five. Yeah, well, that's true. You had to drive an hour. We had to drive from Animal Kingdom Lodge. And... Uh, and Matt, you drove in. What time did you get here? Uh, I parked about seven thirty. So yeah. this was early. This was an early, yeah, early day. Yeah, it was, but worth yeah, it, it because you know they've got that whole opening uh, little program that oh, you don't I get to see. I love that. Yeah. And it changes. There's little variations. It mm-hmm. seems every I don't know about every year, but every couple of years. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, in, in preparation for the last episode that we put out. Uh, you know, if you go back and listen to the beginning of that one, I, I put basically the, uh, the beginning of the rope drop ceremony in there where the two troopers are going, hey, do you hear that and all? Mm-hmm. And then I'll put into this episode the audio that I just recorded this morning for the rope drop. Mm-hmm. And you can hear subtle differences in it. You know, there's yeah. the line changes here, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, I love that. I think that's really neat. Oh, yeah. Well, it keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not stale. It's not the same thing. I mean, let's be honest, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not, not knocking anything, but... I mean, how many times have you come out of the uh, the graveyard scene and gone, ah, oh, there you are, yeah, exactly. and just in time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I mean, it is, it's, it's nice that they can shake it up. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool to be able to recite an attraction from start to finish, but at the same time, it's cool to be thrown for a loop every so often. Right. So, uh, but Speaking they, of thrown for a loop, there's yeah. some really nice, I mean... You know, I was going to say mostly cosmetic. I guess they are, but there's some really nice changes this year. Uh, you know, additions mm-hmm. and stuff. I was blown away by the uh, by the giant Star Wars cards. Yeah, the I like those. That was yeah. cool. All that the vintage was... tops appearance. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, out and of Darth Maul. Walking toward into the shopping uh, area. Yeah. Darth Maul, yeah. That just that really blew me away. Well, and they have all the directions and that kind of thing and descriptions of what the stores are. They're all done on either the front of a card or a vintage card back, and it really is right. Really is neat looking at. It. Of course, when you see that, you, you think to yourself. I turned to Matt. I think when I saw it for the first time, and I said, "That reminds me. I've spent entirely too much money on that Star Wars card app." So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that that's one of those things in their heads. And, you know, but that's you know the marketing for Episode Seven has been nostalgia, 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 nostalgia. Right. It is funny because I listen to a more Star Wars podcast than I should these days uh, that I really have time to. 
And some of the younger guys keep saying, well, the, the marketing of this obviously is focus on the new and get rid of the old. And it's like, no. The market, no. The marketing, is, the marketing no. is this is your dad's Star Wars. Absolutely. Um, you know, this is this is not an Oldsmobile commercial. No. Thank you. So. <laughs> Harrison, would you like a Twizzler? Yeah. <laughs> Twizzler's bad. She didn't love She's asleep. Oh. Oh. But she's very cute because when she sleeps, her mouth turns up. So she smiles when she's asleep. It's very neat. But um, anyway, yeah, there have been some neat changes. They also, I noticed they got the last time I was here, which was actually two years ago, they got they had the autograph tables were kind of very visible. Mm-hmm. Right out in the open under these big tents. But the problem is, why are they this year? We were they're, talking they're about that. They're just kind of set set away. Uh, there's signage. If you go down, uh, I forget which which street it is. If you go down one of the streets, you can see the signs for the autograph fast passes and that kind of thing. Oh, they're all indoors. Saw, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, they're yeah. all indoors. Because Matt is and I better. were talking about that when we were coming around Echo Lake. You know, I was telling him about the joke he made about. There's our table going to be ready at Echo Lake, and I said, you know, our table was in Echo Lake. And then, as, as I was saying that, I realized, hey, there's there's no tables out here. So no, yeah, yeah, it's inside. Oh, okay, and um, I think that's actually a good switch. I think before, I honestly think before they did it because they didn't have enough Star Wars stuff to fill up the parks, and they wanted it to not be so sparse. And now they've got stuff. Yeah, and so. I think a lot of that was just, look, let's get it indoors, let's get it out of the heat, let's get it out of the sun. Right. And we don't really have to put it out there in front of everybody because we got enough stuff to put in front of everybody. Right. That is probably arguably the slowest moving line because <laughs> yeah. every one of these signers will stop and talk to you for a minute or Which two. Which is great. So you don't, yeah, it is. You, know, you don't want to stand in the sun if you no. don't have to. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You get your bang for your buck, but at the same time, everybody else behind you is yeah. just that much more miserable because yeah. of it. But you know that no, I like that idea because, as Matt says, you know, now I'm a little bit more inclined because I was kind of on the fence. You know, that the last week of Star Wars weekends this year, the big guest is Frank Oz. He will not do autographs. Right? Oh, he does not do no, autographs. He's oh, not doing which autographs. Which might be the only thing that actually keeps my wife from coming. <laughs> <laughs> but he it's will do the only thing that will get her here. But he is doing the Stars of the Saga thing that we just saw. We just yeah. saw James Arnold Taylor doing his talk show, Stars of the Saga, with uh, Daniel Logan, Warwick Davis. And a strange plant that we never understood. Yeah. Not Groot. No. But uh, <laughs> a different kind of plant. They brought a plant guy out of the audience. You know, like in Indiana Jones where they have the plant. They bring in right. the ringer. Wearing a Brett Michaels headband, basically. Wearing a Brett Michaels yeah. headband. And uh, we don't really know what he, purpose he served. Because nothing. there was no payoff for the setup, whatever it was. But it was obvious he was a ringer, especially when Daniel, they supposedly picked him at random out of the crowd, and Daniel Logan, when he introduced himself, he says, good to see you again. And it's uh, like, yeah. whoops. <laughs> yeah. Which is why uh, Daniel Logan's invitation to whose line is it anyway was revoked. <laughs> so. Let's talk the important thing. Swag. So. Swag. What did you get today? Uh, Force Awakens T-shirt. Right, that was what nice. I wanted. I was, you know, I was really on the fence about that. I'm probably going to regret not getting one. Yeah, now I'm thinking I am because I just noticed on the last pass that they have that uh, Force for Change on there. So is those proceeds from those shirts going as their charity? Oh, you know, I don't even know. Because if it is, I may actually get one before yeah, I go now. I'm not sure now. about that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. 
I don't know. It's a nice T-shirt, though. I'll have to look. Oh, but it's at the it's at the front. We had it delivered. Oh, I did. Uh, I got the Stormtrooper uh, Magic Pass, Magic Band. Right. Um. What else did I get? Oh, I got the Pass Holder Weekends T-shirt. I wondered if you got that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's sharp. And I got the Pass Holder pin for the weekends. Did you? Yeah. Well, what's the pin? I didn't see the pin. Uh, it is like a black X-wing, and you open it up, and it says "Use the Force," and it's got a picture of Luke in it. So. Yeah. They offered us the pass holder coin as well. What, oh, what do you do yeah. with these coins? Right. Who does anything the with press? the coins? Yeah. Put the coin in the penny press. At twenty-five dollars. Into a Darth Goofy. Darth, Darth Goofy oval. That's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't you know? I didn't. I will say I was a little disappointed in the swag. This really? Year. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was some great stuff. Um, I'm used to seeing a new and inventive toy type thing, and I didn't really see anything new and inventive on the toy front. Did you? Hmm. And they had some. Uh, they, you know, they had the. Uh, give me a. Give me an example. General Giant of stuff. New and inventive. I still past. remember last time I was here, I bought the thermal detonator toy game. I got gotcha. you. And that was really neat, and I hadn't seen that before. I had never seen the 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 space slug. Finger I that puppets. I thought was cool. That I thought they had had those previously for some really? reason. Really? Yeah. Maybe I just missed it, but I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, now that you say that, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of great some T-shirts, cool mugs, stuff. you know, yeah. there was stuff. Yeah. I but, uh, saw something game wise, like the thermal detonator, but it looked really ill conceived. Like, <laughs> it, it didn't quite fit what they were trying to make it into. So much of the fact that I can't remember what that was supposed to be. <laughs> So they, I think they did have something like that. Okay. But it doesn't it's not working it's not like right. the okay. did. Yeah. But I will say this, I like the lay the new layout for Darth Maul. I loved the gigantic sand crawler in there. Yes. That yeah. was <coughs> fantastic. Um, I think the the Han Solo frozen and carbonite uh, popcorn bucket was that's I, cute. That's cute. Yeah. I was able to resist it. <laughs> and I was able to resist it because last summer we went to Fantasmic, and I had to have the Darth Vader popcorn bucket. <laughs> and after I got it, I realized I was stuck with a bucket full of popcorn. Right. So, <laughs> but, you know, this is not really... Why did I do this? And then when I got done with it, I was stuck with a Darth Vader popcorn bucket that I have no other use for. Right. So I was able to resist the Solo and Carbonite bucket because I knew that was the same type thing. I, I, That's really funny because when you guys went to the, the Stars of the Saga thing... And I went over to Peavy's, mm-hmm. and I got a you know one of those frozen drinks they have over there. And after I paid for it, I went over and I sat down. And I thought this is the exact same drink that if I paid like four dollars more, I'd get the Boba Fett mug. <laughs> so I was going to go back up and say, "Can I just you know you just bring me up the extra money and, uh, and give me the thing?" And then I thought, "But what do I do with it?" You know, yeah. once I have it, what am, it's just going to be another rock collecting dust. You know, so I thought, no, I'll just go ahead and I'll, I'll pass on that. Well, and but, I'm, I'm under orders from my wife to never bring home any more drinkware, so <laughs> that's already a done thing. But let me see, what did I get? I got this is just off the top of my head because all my swag sitting over there, and I'm too lazy to get up and walk over there. Um, I got the official T-shirt because mm-hmm. I love, love, love the image this year. The image is beautiful. I got, what else did I get? I got, um, like you, I got my first Magic Band that I've ever paid for. And I've got a box of these things at home, right? Every, every different color, just about. But I caved in and I got the Luke Skywalker uh, X-Wing pilot Magic Band just because I love the art. But I'm pretty sure that it's from 
the Empire adaptation that it's... I think it's Al Williamson. It, if it's not, it it's be. close it enough. That's what it reminds me of anyway. It's, it's beautiful. I really like that. So I got that. And what else did I get? Oh, I won oh, the yeah. official poster. I went down to... While, while we were waiting for the parade to start, mm-hmm. it started raining buckets, as you know, because you guys both yes, got did. soaked. <laughs> I was the smart one and got out of the rain. No, actually, you guys held my spot is what it was. Right. I felt really bad about that. So I ducked in there real quick, intending to just get out of the, the rain for a minute and put on my, um, you know, the, the rain poncho. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the question board, which for the last umpteen however many times I've been here, had been all frozen questions. This time it was all Star Wars questions. So I looked over the board and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know all of these. Yeah. So I asked the guy, I said, what do you get if you answer them all? And he goes, well, answer them all first. So I answered all the questions, and he goes, okay. He goes, what do you want? Which is a very open-ended a question. Nice Cinderella castle. Right. So I said, uh, what's, you know, what are the options? He goes, oh, what do you want? And I said, well, I really like that snow speeder that's sitting in front of, you know, the Darth <laughs> so Maul, but I don't know how I'd get it home, good. you know. And he goes, uh, no, seriously, what would you like? And I was like, um... You know, he goes, what, what are you thinking about buying or whatever? And I was like, well, you know, I really want a copy of the of the official poster this year. I think it's really, really nice. And he goes, how much does that run? And I told him what I thought it cost. And he said, all right, you know, all right hang on just a second. Comes back a minute later and he gives me one of those, what are they called, the no strings attached? Or voucher? Yeah. And he's like, here you go. And it was filled out on it. It was like, you know, for the Star Wars, official Star Wars poster and, you know, the guest guesstimate of what it, I was like. Wow. I mean, I thought that was really, really awesome. It is. That it was is. totally cool. Now, did you get to keep that or not? The slip itself? Yeah. No, but I took a picture of it before. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just for bragging rights. You know, one of the things, when we first brought our daughter here, uh, she wanted to go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in a big way. Right. And she was about half an inch too short. They wouldn't let her through it. So they gave her this little certificate right? called right. Future Engineers of yep. Big Thunder Mountain. Logan has one for, she, uh, for Splash Mountain. Okay. Yeah. And she took that, and she had it on her wall and everything. We came back later. She was tall enough. They scribbled on the back that it had been redeemed oh, no. and signed off on it, but they let her keep the certificate at the right. end of the day. So oh. she still kept the certificate, kept it hanging on her wall. That's cool. Yeah. And I know uh, Logan had one for Splash, and I want to say one of the two boys, I forget, had another one that was, I think, for Space Mountain, I think. Oh, wow. I don't know what became of that one. And I've heard that you can get them for Haunted Mansion as well. But I, You're not tall enough for Haunted Mansion? I, I think yeah. it's more of a, de- you can request the death certificate or something. I don't know. It's one oh. of those urban rumor things I've always meant to check into and just hadn't, you know, I always forget to do it. You know? Those uh, things change, too. I remember yeah. uh, we spent one good morning uh, a couple of years ago, spent one good morning on Tom Sawyer Island looking for the paintbrush. Finally, I went for help. I was like, where is the paintbrush? Oh, we stopped doing that a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Okay. So we, funny we wasted our morning on Tom Sawyer Island then. <laughs> the first and only time that we ever went over there with the intention of looking for the, the paintbrush, uh-huh. we walk off the boat and Logan goes, here's one. <laughs> just like, I mean, immediately off the boat. Oh, wow. That's and then it was cheesy. like a couple weeks later. No, it was, it was, I thought it was awesome. You know, and oh, he, well. he was so proud of himself. And a couple weeks later is when they stopped doing it. Uh. But it was because when you if you found one, then you got a fast pass. Mm. 
I forget. I think it was of your choice. I mm. think, or maybe it was for a select number of a choice. I forget, mm. but it, I mean, still, you know, I just thought just. Finding it was cool. You know, yeah, I thought that was the game. I didn't realize there was actually like a you know like a prize yeah. involved. Yeah, we it thought it'd be neat to find it too. But yeah, they stopped doing it, and we found that out after we had extensively <laughs> turned. Yeah, <laughs> like we can't. We were like the first batch over here. There's no way somebody else found the thing. After we broke into Aunt Polly's, we kicked the door yeah, in. Yeah, kicked the door in. <laughs> Scuba equipment. We actually swam over to the island ourselves before the raft started coming. Found a shark's tooth, but uh, yeah. Curse the luck. <laughs> That's and they say if you bring back one of the dead animals uh, from Discovery Island in a jar, you can actually get a prize as well, like Fast Pass. Yeah, your Fast Pass is a lifetime yeah. banishment. Yeah. 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 Well, that one guy did it. You saw, have you seen, you've seen those photos? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. lifetime banished, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've you got Trespass for Life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The whole bunch of them did. Yep. Yep. Well, I can tell you just from... Uh, we decided one day we were going to rent a pontoon boat, and I, one of the things I wanted to do as the pilot of the pontoon boat was get close to uh, river country and see what it looked like. Right. And, boy, we got 100 feet away from it, and one of the patrol boats zips up and says, get out of there. And uh, it reminded me that these boats are really not very fast. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, that guy's just flying. We're at 9.9 horsepower. Was he 80? Yeah. Because he just flew up on us, or 200. And at that point, that you know, at that point, I lost all my passion for renting those boats. Because <laughs> I went, I could never do what that guy was doing in the boat. Right. So forget it. Yeah. You need to do, uh, do the parasailing so you can get your get there you go. pictures. Aerial pictures. Yeah, there you go. Now, I like that idea. Or you can just I'm go Google Earth, one of the two, but you know. Yeah, that's safer. <laughs> More my speed, actually, now that you mentioned it. Parasailing, not so much. So we didn't mention we're actually at uh, the, I always want to say Art of Animation. It's not the Disney, uh, the Magic of Disney Animation yes. uh, studio for this. Which at the moment we are in a nice quiet corner. Yeah. We have all of ourselves. This is awesome. This is almost yeah. like a convention corner. <laughs> right. you know, one yeah. of the hotels or something. That's great. Yeah, I'm slowly losing my circulation, but uh, other than that, oh, yeah. sorry. Well, see, you can see here on the back where the uh, tripod that I have snapped off. The, oh, that's right. You were with yeah. me, weren't you? Yeah, that was nice. Scott is slowly getting all his money back from Disney. One power trickle at it, one jewel at a time out of that power outlet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna break even sometime. You know, it was at one percent, so I'm gonna get all ninety-nine of those suckers. That's you know, I don't get that. If anybody powers the bee listening up, um, you want us to use your app all day. We have to be able to use your app. All right. Time. Yes. Uh, we need charging stations. Yeah. Liberal charging stations. This is very true. I don't understand how there's not a device yet. You just put right on there, press a button, and 30 seconds later, you're full charge. How yeah. is there not like a rapid charge technology? Yet? I have, I'm with you. I got my. Oh, I have a portable charger, but it's. Mine kind of takes a while. Yeah. I can't believe there's not like a rapid 30 seconds done. Move on. Yeah, I don't know. Very nice. Yep. Um, yeah, let me know when you're uh, when you think you're good on yours because I need to redo <laughs> mine as well. Um, so we're getting we are getting into the later stages of the day. Uh, motorcade, anything different for you? Anything interesting 
anything jump out at you? Um, I mean, I thought the costumes were, for the most part, were really good. There, there were a couple of them that, you know, because you had said something about uh, <laughs> the, the, the 501st standards not being yeah. there for a couple of them. But, for the uh, Disney costumes, that was amazing. But, you know, Matt had the best line in the morning, though. We had some of the larger imperial officers coming by. Uh, So, yeah, the dark side does have cookies after all. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I always always enjoy that. uh, You know what I found? I did find interesting versus last time I was here and saw this. uh, There there were no 501st Wookiees. And usually there are. The only Wookiee there was the Disney licensed Chewbacca. I wonder if that was deliberate. Yeah. I mean, would you want to wear, you know, 400 pounds of fur? And I wouldn't, but, you know, they do. Uh, right. And so, and they have in the past. So I just wonder if Disney didn't put a stop to it and said, no, there are no Wookiees but ours. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. But why would they do it with Stormtroopers? Well, because the Stormtroopers look perfect, and the Wookiees look good, but they don't look perfect. Yeah, Tarful looked pretty awesome last year. Yeah. I didn't want to hear But was he, oh, we weren't together for Star Wars Weekends? In spirit. Last year? <laughs> no. Maybe I'm thinking the year before. I've never year seen before, that Tarful yeah. costume. What's that? I've never seen their tar- Tarful costume. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it was theirs or oh, Disney's. Okay. Oh, but the, okay, yeah. Whoever's it was, That's I mean, it was yeah. like spot on. I, well, thought, the, I actually liked it better than Chewbacca. A lot, of the, a lot of the Disney characters, particularly the bad guys, they had the Disney costume ones. They, I think, I don't know if they debuted, but they had a large showing at that villains thing a few, right. months, uh, right. few months ago, which was, it was really neat to see them there. It was nice to kind of. It was man, that was that was the most packed section of the whole park that night. It was the Star <laughs> Wars area, so it was nice to be step back away from them, take a good look at them, and see that yeah, they were as impressive as I remember. So the yeah. new costumes are really good, I think. Right, yeah, you were you seemed to be struck by the Zam Wessel costume. Yeah, that looked yeah yeah, that I like that. Really well done. Uh, the Saw's Ventress is okay. I mean, they're trying to do the cartoon. Well, I mean, he's a cartoon kind of character. Trying to hybrid it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. So it's hard to do that yeah, live action. Yeah. But and she's, yeah, she's going to be, you know, not only is she canon because she's Clone Wars, but there's a new novel coming out with her. Okay. And uh, and uh, what's his name? Quinlan Boss. Are you reading that? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All characters. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I would read that. Yeah, I, I, Dope from Dinner for Geeks loves Quinlan Boss. That's uh, yeah, you too. When we were at Celebration Six, that was the, the gift I got him. Was uh, Jan Dersma was there. And I got a little sketch card drawing of uh, of Glenn Ross by her. Yeah, I like him too. This is kind of her her thing. The comic stuff that um, God, now I'm never going to remember his name. Ostrander was it John Ostrander? John Ostrander. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he did good. that. Oh, oh, I think it was the Yeah, Gender Semo did most of the art on those, I think, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was Ostrander doing the, yeah. the art, the yeah. writing. Ostrander, maybe I'll check stuff. that out. Then he has his own. Um, you know those collected editions that Dark Horse was doing? Yeah. What are they called? Omnibus? Oh, is it Omnibus? Yeah. He has his own. When the boss when does. The boss yeah. does. Right. And it's, I mean, good. Yeah. it's good. Okay. It's good Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's different. Well, they could do what they wanted with it. Yeah. For, for the most part. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's got like like half a nanosecond screen time yeah. in Phantom Menace. It's like nobody cares, you know. Yeah. So I think they gave him a character, or he picked a character that you know that he could do what he wanted. So it's a very open ended story okay. that you don't know where it's going to go, and that kind of makes it more exciting rather yes. than just you know another Luke adventure where you know he's not going to die. Right, you know? right. Well, but he's also a Jedi, a flawed Jedi who, who right, you know. 
as temptations from the dark well, what, side. Yeah. You don't see a lot of that. Right. Either. Well, what was... I'm trying to remember the story. Doesn't it start out and he's like a clean slate? It's like something happened. He got he got hit by something and it wiped his memory, I think, is what it is. So he's a Jedi. He knows he's a Jedi and that's about it, right? And so it's yeah, like he struggled to recover his memory or something. Yeah, but and, I think a lot of that was he was sitting under... I think his memory was purged on purpose because he was sitting under cover. Oh, is that what it's trying? Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's been so long since I read it. I just uh, remember it being a really, really good story. Yeah, and uh, like I said, Doke loves it, so that's what, when I met uh, Jan Dersman to uh, Celebration, she she did that, and then she, I loved it at the end, she said, would you like me to use the highlighter on his stripe? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because he's, cool. he's got that yellow stripe across his face. She grabbed that's the highlighter cool. and did that. Yes, please do. Um, I think we commonly refer to it as the Adam Ant stripe on the episode yeah. we did on <laughs> <laughs> Now, who is the the blue twilight Jedi? Ayla Sakura. Yeah, that's, yes, she plays in a, a lot in that too okay. because she was was she his Padawan at one time or something. They have some connection. I forget what I it was. Then. But she she's factors into that yeah. story too. Okay. Some good stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. I need to reread it because I, I bought the because um, I read it all digitally. And then when they came out well, with the Omnibus side, yeah, <laughs> I bought it. And, it's uh, all Marvel. The meaning to reread it. But I, you know, that was the thing. I, that's one of the things I think that actually really beefed up not just the prequel trilogy as a whole, but especially like uh, Phantom Menace was actually going back and discovering how good Dark Horse's prequel comics were. For the most part, most of those were really good. And it kind of shaded in that world and made it a lot more interesting than really? just the yeah. three movies standing alone okay. were, for, for me. Yeah, anyway. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And I like that a lot. I was less impressed with their Clone War stuff. Really? Yeah, because each arc just seemed to be them going to a planet and doing the exact same thing. There's a king, somebody of the kings betraying them. It was, you know, it was just... Now are you talking... Which one are you talking then? I'm talking during the Clone Wars. They, like when Republic was doing yeah, the Clone Wars? Yeah, See, I like that. Like when they went to... Uh, they just all the stories seemed exactly the same to me. I just couldn't understand. There were a couple that were good, though, because there was the one where, where Anakin and Obi-Wan went to... Um, um, ah, the water planet. Um, Kamino? Kamino, yes, thank yeah. you. They go to Kamino with a squad of troopers, and that was a really good... And the arts... I mean, the arts is... The art in most of those stories were, was pretty good to begin with, but I mean, yeah. it seemed like they really got like the A team on that. So I can't remember which artist was doing that particular story, but that one was good. And then there was the the one story I think it was a mini series where Anakin and Obi Wan faced off against um, Asajj Ventress for supposedly for the last time prior to you know the end of the of the prequels, and that was really good stuff. Because she ended up finding out about uh, Anakin and Padme. And I think she was... I'm trying to remember... God, it's been so long since I've read this stuff. But I think she ended up going after Padme, if I remember right, to get to Anakin. And that's... Yeah. It was good. That is one thing, though, that you have to say about Dark Horse that wasn't issued. There was so much of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. How much of it can you keep track of? Yeah. Yeah, It did become hard after a while. Well, plus, they would have continuity issues between... What they were doing, what the movies would eventually do, and also like what both sets of the Clone Wars, both the, the hand-drawn animated and the, the CGI one were doing, because that, what was his name, Dirge, I think, 
The dude that had like the, the octopus the, stuff inside of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that guy died like 15 armor? different ways, oh, really? depending on which <laughs> continuity you followed, you know? That's true. He was cool, though. I thought he was a good character. He was General Grievous before there was General Grievous. Yeah. 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 Kind of liked him better. It's actually. funny, I kind of should have, for. Was it the Gendy series, the Clone Wars? The stuff he used to do in that, I now attribute to. Grievous having done because the right. similarities between the two. Right. I liked him a touch better though. I thought he was, yeah. he was a really cool yeah. character. Yeah, I agree. I like his look better too. Alright, start with the character. We're putting a list together for him. Dirge. Alright, do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the end continuity because you didn't do. When you did the Quinlan uh, Boss, you had to do Quinlan Boss, did you? Yep, we did Quinlan Boss. I mean, just straight up everything? As much as you can fit in without making it an eight-hour episode. <laughs> so you covered the comic stuff and all that, or no? I mean, he—he's on screen. Since he's on screen, he counted. But of course, most of the story came from the comics because right. you know he sat at a table and Tatooine was pretty much all his movie coverage in our episode because that's what he did. So. so you just go with the with the on-screen continuity. No, not even that. No, it's just the character comes from on screen, but we'll pull right. whatever the story is. It doesn't matter where the source comes from. We just pick it from from what we remember on screen. That's really what it comes down to is our collective memory. And, okay, so and you the kind guys, of do it in, yeah. just off the top yeah. of your head. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, because yeah. that's kind of how we're doing uh, doing this show, doing <laughs> Earning My Years. It's kind of like you know, pulling what knowledge you've gotten. Well, no, the somebody has done the research. One person's been appointed to do the research. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But as far as, as picking the characters, yeah. there's not a whole lot. We don't research different options and then bring one up. We'll literally be at the end of the episode, who do you want to do next week? We're like, uh, who's the, um, what's a little mouse thing in uh, Cantina? Cave or Cave? It's like, yeah, all right, that's him. I mean, that's literally our, our research on who we're doing next, right there. Cool. And then you just research like everywhere you can find that he's. Like really the media. Media. Usually, one person does the research. Yeah. So. That's cool. The rest of them get to sit back and riff. Yep. So. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So uh, at seven fifteen, uh, seven o'clock, there's James Earl Taylor show. We're gonna try to get this. Definitely, yeah. And, and let me just say, I'll say this now. I won't say this publicly before now. When we got back last night to the resort, we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and the big as we were headed towards the elevator, a big SUV like cut us off and stopped there, and all these people started getting out, and uh, nice people, and all of a sudden James Arnold Taylor gets out of the SUV and he goes into the elevator. I'm like, oh wow, that James Arnold Taylor! So I start scrambling to get around everything because I want to say some say something to him, and of course then I realized he's like hiding in the front corner of the elevator. And I'm going, oh, he doesn't really want to be seen. Yes. <laughs> so I'm not going to say a lot to him, but I want him to know that I saw him. So I eased over to where I could see him and he could see me, and I pointed. And he pointed back, and then the door closed. So, but I know... Kind of reopened, and he ran out and kissed you square on the mouth. It was amazing. Um, but, uh, so I, I will tell you that he is staying on the fifth floor of Animal Kingdom Lodge. But he won't be there by the time this comes out. So <laughs> I would believe he's probably in a three-bedroom grand villa. Huh? You want to give out his home address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his social security number is. <laughs> he is room five seventeen. If you want to charge anything to it, feel free. <laughs> 
there, Mr. Underhill. <laughs> caviar, please. Oh, we have caviar. We need $75 a portion. Oh, we better just take two portions. <laughs>
If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the 2TrueFreaks at the same time. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.com. 2TrueFreaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email 2TrueFreaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. 2TrueFreaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks.